Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a special holiday episode of Cause Talk Radio. I'm Megan Strand, and I'm here with the fabulous Allie Murphy. Hello, Allie Murphy. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. And we are here with a very special holiday elf to make your Christmas magic. No, that's not what elves say. <laughs> that's Santa. It's Joe Waters with Selfish Giving oh on the God. special holiday Joe show. Hi, Joe. Awesome. So happy to be here. I figured I wouldn't hear from you before the end of the year. So I was just assuming I was out. I was getting a bucket of cold <laughs> for the podcast. Well, you business. are getting a bucket of cold. I know. That's well, you know, cold is actually worth something these days. So that's good. You know, <laughs> But I thought for certain I was like, Megan's too busy. She's probably buying presents for herself and people that she loves. She won't have any time for me. But I'm, I'm assuming Allie is the one that got me on the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. We are super excited to have you. And we couldn't finish up the year without having you back on. So thank you for being here. What we thought would be a little bit fun to do today would be to have all of us talk about some of the holiday-related, or I'm going to even say, or New Year-related cause marketing Mm. efforts that we've seen. So I'm going to call on Joe first. What you got? Give Give us an example of something you've seen that you liked. Well, you know, I guess what I I think there's another one here, too. I think there's just campaigns in December that we've seen, you know, (laughs) because, you know, I'm looking for the and I'm I'm interested to see what you two find on holiday related campaigns, because I know some of them out there. But I I don't think we're seeing as many as we have, obviously, in the past uh, for obvious reasons uh, this year. But one of the things campaigns I really like that I discovered this month, uh, Megan and Allie, was from Stacey's Pita Chip. And Mm -hmm. they are doing special packaging on um, their bags. And this is associated with something they're doing called the Rise Project. And this is all about finding um, businesses that are owned by uh, black and brown men and women. And what they've added which I think is really interesting is they've added a QR code to this bag. So when you scan this QR code, it actually tells you nearby um, minority owned businesses in your area. So think about that, right? In the sense like, so I'm scanning it here in Boston. I'm finding businesses in my immediate area. Uh, Megan, uh, West, you're scanning it. You'll find a whole different group of, uh, of businesses. And a couple interesting things here. First of all, I love like any type of location-based cause marketing. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, you do. But one of the things I think is really interesting about this campaign too is it shows the resurgence of QR codes, right? People mm-hmm. thought, you know, we QR codes were a thing 10 years ago um, and then they kind of died off. And now because of the pandemic and several other reasons, QR codes are back and we're actually seeing people use them a lot more. So I think this project is really innovative. Wasn't there somebody that wrote a book, something about, QR codes for dummies. Yeah, Who wrote that? Right. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. That's so why it sounded I, so I familiar. Am, yeah. So, you know, I'm, you know, and back in 2012, like usual, I was too ahead of the curve, Megan and Allie, right? I wrote this book. And now, you know, eight years later, QR codes are finally hot. 
What's so interesting, though, um, I definitely have had a couple of people on the podcast recently. Um, I actually just came out today, you guys. I just interviewed the president and CEO of St. Jude, which was super crazy. And they um, they have some augmented reality through Domino's Pizza, and they're using QR codes. And then Peace Tea, they did a big voting campaign, and they also used a QR code on their can. So I think you're right, Joe. QR codes are back. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, it's an interesting campaign. And one of the things I really like about it, too, is in a lot of instances, QR codes just go to a specific page. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, I was in a restaurant not long ago, social distancing and all that. The QR code was the menu. Right. You wanted to bring yeah. the, Q, yep. you yeah. know, the menu up on the thing. So that's how you do it. But what's nice about this is this is really kind of location based QR codes. And I thought yep. that's what was really interesting about this is that a is, way of that finding businesses in your immediate area. And I love that. Well, the other thing, too, that we should say is that um, QR code technology has come a little bit of a ways because back when you wrote QR codes for dummies, yes. you had to have a QR code reader app in your phone. Right. That's right. Now you just open your camera. Which and I it, learned right. this year. You yep. did. Yep. Megan, I think you oh, taught me that. At the virtual trivia thing. Yes, yes. I was like, That's where you why is that? there an ad? And you're like, did you open it through your camera? Oh, I learned something new. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So it, that's it's awesome. a lot easier now and it's a lot faster. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Back For in sure. Well, and that's huge because like downloading a QR code app, you'd be like, pass. I'm not going to. I don't know about right. you guys. I already right. have too many apps on my phone that I don't use. I do not need yeah. another one. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. interesting. Well, that's a good first start. So uh, I guess the uh, lesson here for all of our listeners is to pay close attention to what Joe Waters says, because in like seven years, it's going to become <laughs> super hot. <laughs> it, just wait until I'm far enough out of it that I can't make any money off it. And then it will be successful. That's what we're waiting for. I love that. All right, Allie, you're up. What do you got? Okay. So I have a question for both of you. As kids or teenagers, did you guys have snow days? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you look forward to them like no tomorrow? Yeah, but we didn't have as many as you people in the Pacific Northwest because I lived in Chicago. Joe grew up in Boston. Like we had snow all the effing time and it was not that big of a deal. Yeah. So in Southern Oregon, you get snow, but not a ton of it. So a snow day was this really exciting thing. So I came across, I don't know if either of you saw it, but Campbell's Soup has a new Snow Buddy commercial and they're on this kind of crusade to save the snow day amid COVID. And so (laughs) I was like, what is happening And if you think about it, students right now are home. They are learning virtually. They're on their computers. So if there's a snow day, doesn't matter if buses can't get to school. You can't drive there. Your learning is still taking place. And so their whole thing was like, we want to save snow days. We want to get kids to shut their computers, to spend time with families. And so they set up this entire website, savethesnowday.com. And they called on a bunch of people who believe in all these pieces to sign the pledge. And so the first 3,000 people who signed this Save the Snow Day pledge were going to get a snow day kit. They signed wow. the thing. Twenty in, Within 24 hours, 3,000 people had their kits. And then a week later, over 10,000 people signed it. And so I thought it was really interesting because you're taking something that's a little bit more targeted at kids, perhaps. Like the excitement comes from the kid piece as opposed to the parents necessarily. But I also got to thinking a lot of these kids are having a hard time learning from home too. So some parents might not want their students to spend more time away from their computer. So I think it has both sides, but it was a cool idea. 
Well, it's, I think it's funny. And I think the funny thing too about it is that it's not actually a cause. It's like a fake cause. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it, it, well, you know what? It's it like a totally fabricated, made up cause. Uh, you what? know what it kind of reminded me of is when Country Time came out and was oh, saving the lemonade, lemonade stands. stands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? They did like and micro that- grants to the kids that ran the lemonade stands is yeah that what you, okay. they were, you know when the and weren't they like paying their court fees or some weird they yeah, were yeah, paying yes, their yes, fines okay. like their supposed fines and you know when uh covid came they were actually sending them lemonade relief <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing that that's so funny well i think that's a very clever way it's uh capitalizing on this season and uh it's kind of like fake cause marketing which i think is uh mm-hmm. Super fun. Um, those are very two good ones to start us off. Okay, so I just saw something today that is new. So Cottonelle, we all know 2020 was the year of the toilet paper brands, right? So Cottonelle is doing something. This is not holiday, but it's 2021. It's called the Cottonelle's Refreshingly Clean Slate. So it's giving people an opportunity to start 2021 with a clean slate. So what they're doing through the end of the year is they want people to take a square of toilet paper, write one thing they want to leave behind from 2020. Um, and I think they want you to say what you're looking forward to in 2021. So you're supposed to take a picture of that and share it on Twitter and Instagram and tag them, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to award 20 people $21,000. And then for each entry, they're going to donate $20.21 to United Way Worldwide up to a million dollars, which is actually pretty okay. cool. I actually just talked to Tom Murphy at United Way Worldwide this week, um, and he was telling me a little bit about some of their, their partnerships. But I thought that was super cute. Um, they've definitely done some donating this year. And I, I love the fact that, I mean, Joe, have you ever seen a $20 donation for posting something to social media? Like, that's actually... It's big. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. I mean, we kind of put our noses up at, holly, you know, at campaigns that are like, post here and we'll, we'll donate a dollar to whatever, because that was so, like, 2010. But $20 is... I would do that. I'm actually thinking about doing it. Yeah. What would you write in your toilet paper square, Joe, if you had one? What do you want to leave behind from 2020? Oh, just the whole pandemic thing, right? Just yeah. leave that all behind. I mean, I love the social distancing. You know that. But I that's true. Do it yeah, Joe's context. pretty happy just being at that's home. That's right. But I'm I'm just, I don't want to, I, I want to do it in the context of not, people not getting sick and dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Allie? What would you leave behind from 2020? I don't think I've even given myself time to process that. It'd probably be the whole pandemic and all of those pieces as well. And starting with a fresh slate. I don't know. I'll get back to you. All right. <laughs> to be to be continued on that on that conversation. All right, Allie, I'm gonna put you up next. What do you what else you got that you saw that you liked? Okay. Um, well, Megan knows this. Joe, you may not. I am a huge fan of shelter pets, dogs, cats. I got a special place in my heart for dogs. So Petco Foundation has a holiday wishes grant campaign, which I believe has been around since 2013. And so the Petco Foundation, in partnership with Bob's from Skechers, had this whole holiday campaign that started back in September, actually. And so they invited adopters to share how their pets have changed their lives. So some pretty fun and exciting stories. And by doing so, they, these adopters were given the opportunity to win a grant for the place, the animal welfare organization that they adopted their pet from. And so the grants were somewhere between $5,000 and $100,000. They were all about sharing stories. And right now, I think it actually ends today, there's a People's Choice Contest. And so all of the animal welfare organizations that were submitted because people adopted pets from there 
had a chance to win. And the top five that had stories submitted are all getting voted on right now for an additional, I think it's 25K that's gonna be donated to them. So you could still go vote today if you want to. But I liked it because it's it's engaging an entire community and each shelter got a toolkit that they could then say, hey, you adopted a dog from us? Here's Here's what you could do to help us. And there was a really low barrier to entry, I would say, for the adopters or the adoptive parents of the pets. And you got some really cool social campaigns out of it as well. Aww. And I'm looking at the website right now. They've got all these cute pictures of people and their oh, pets, yeah. which is always... There's not that many charities that can solicit user-generated content the way that pet Animal. charities can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone wants to. Although, here's my thing. Allie, you don't actually have a dog right now, but Joe and I both I have dogs. I don't know about you, Joe, but my dog will not pose with me. Like, any selfie I try to take with my dog, like, one of us looks absolutely ridiculous so looks, charlie always looks the other way like I charlie's so cute though charlie has like little costumes that joe has for him yeah you know, and I, I i put the camera up and he'll go no you know <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's a great campaign and uh lots of really super cute user-generated content which i think is always great i love that one of course Allie brought a dog one why not surprise Perfect. joe what's your what's your next one that you well, the that next one that I saw that I think this time of year is both appropriate and both very interesting is PepsiCo is mm. doing a program. Mm -hmm. And I got this from Media Post. PepsiCo pours it on for bodegas. And what's in, it's interesting in a couple of ways. First of all, I think this is a really good campaign because uh, what PepsiCo is doing is they're helping bodegas, which have stayed open during the pandemic. And unfortunately, because they are one of the few businesses staying open, they've actually been robbed a lot more uh, than other oh, businesses, really? which yeah. are closed, right? So one of the things PepsiCo is is uh, stepping in with a program in a video called the Bodega Giveback is they're working with bodega uh, owners in New York. And one of the great things that they're doing, I saw in this particular article, is that they're paying their rent for a year. And so, you know, this is something that is, you know, a great cause in terms of supporting bodegas and giving them financial assistance. But what I would argue about this in terms of cause marketing is that cause marketing is no longer a partnership between a business and a nonprofit. It's mm -hmm. a partner. It can be a partnership between a big business and a small business. Yep. Right. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. And it's both very positive that we're seeing about this, but this is also a challenge to nonprofits too, sure. that, uh, that not that small businesses are the new nonprofits in terms of the types of programs that businesses are going to work with. So it brings up some interesting points. And one of the things that we should brainstorm at one point, and maybe it's not on this show, but another time is that how can nonprofits work more with small businesses in a really constructive, positive way so that they can help each other uh, during mm -hmm. this pandemic, you know, but I thought I that was a great campaign. Yeah, I think it. I think it is a great campaign. Just to clarify, I think they only paid the rent of one bodega owner, and then they made that video out of that guy. And uh, then they're also good. surprising customers who shop at bodegas. Um, oh, with a gift, like a prepaid with a gift, gift card? prepaid gift card of up to a hundred bucks per customer to encourage people to shop at the bodega. So yeah, um, but I agree with you, Joe. I think that's a great small businesses kind of obviously hurting quite a bit this yeah. year. Um, I know PayPal's done stuff. I know eBay has this whole up and running grants program. Yep. There's a lot of stuff happening out there supporting small businesses. I mean, and you've, you've, 
you've always had kind of like small business Saturday and, and Amex came up with that a handful of years ago. But I think you're right. Like, I think into 2021 and even beyond, you're going to have a lot of people, you know, trying to support those small businesses in new and different ways. And I, I agree with you. I think the more that large businesses can kind of help small businesses and boost them up in some way, shape or form, I, I think that's a cause people can get behind. It's that local yeah. thing, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about that a lot in cause marketing. So I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I think that's a great campaign, but it'd be interesting too. How does this affect how companies will support nonprofits? You know, will yeah. they say, well, you know, we're going to work with a chain of bodegas or going to work with a chain of hair salons. And uh, yeah, people are like, sorry, say what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be good yeah. to hear from the nonprofit side, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there are nonprofit organizations that work with like Main Street associations or small businesses or, you right. know, minority owned businesses or whatever, you know, um, like you were saying. I'm sensing a theme here, Joe, with your with your cause campaigns that you're bringing <laughs> these uh, the local small business piece. So, um, well, yeah, I love that. Another thing I wanted another one I wanted to mention. This is not this is a little bit outside of our realm because there's not like a corporate company involved, but our friends at Public Inc. Oh my just gosh. launched this video that is so freaking awesome. It's called F2020, and it is just hilarious with a variety of people saying F you, and I'm not going to say it because we're a family show, to a variety of things that happened in 2020, ranging from COVID to celebrities dying to Derek Chauvin. Um, and at the end of the video, it prompts you to text this number to donate $5 to the Mental Health Coalition. So it's a pro bono thing that our friends at Public Inc. did. We're going to put it in the show notes because it is stinking hilarious. And if you have virgin ears, there's even an uncensored version, which I didn't even watch that one. Ellie, did you watch that one? I, I only watched, watched the real both, one. But the, even the the censored one. Was it like bleeped you, you can, out? Uh, I mean, there was a there was a bleep, but you could still hear the whole word kind of thing. But there are Got two it. versions. And there is okay, also we'll at one point, that. just in case any of you like this, there's a, a scene that I think was Megan's favorite of a woman ripping a computer in half. <laughs> Very satisfying. It was like, F you, Zoom meetings or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's just, a, it's a really, really, so shout out to our friends at Public because it's just a, it's a well done video, as is all of their work. So, all right, who's up next? Joe, what you got? Uh, next one I have, which I think is an interesting one, and this comes from uh, courtesy of Marketing Guys, is Pine Sol launches online store oh, to support women that. entrepreneurs of color. And th- mm-hmm. I, again, this kind of continues the theme of like uh, uh, of helping yeah. um, you know small businesses. But did you, you get know, the slippers? Yeah, I know. There's, so what you have to do, folks, is you have to go on to the online store and take a look at some of the items. And of course, some of the items are pretty simple, like pine saw candle, uh, which smells. And I am, I as I mentioned in my newsletter when I reported this, I am a certified clean freak. So you I are. love oh. pine saw. Okay. I love Pine Sol and they have slippers that have like, uh, I guess it's almost like mop feet. Right, uh, Megan and Allie. Yeah. It's like it's got all these little things. Got on little the bottom. nubbins on the bottom. Yeah, they sound really supposed cute. to wear on the house. They were, and I said they're to my super wife, hot. I was like, I have to have those for Christmas. And she I, said, yeah, I tried no to way. order a pair, and I couldn't get it. It wouldn't order for me. Did you try to actually order a pair? No. Well, I wanted. I get actually them thought about present. ordering you a pair oh, when I first awesome. learned about it. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get it to work. Oh. Like it's, it looked well, you like know, you could order them. Uh, what's nice about this, though, is in addition to them getting the money uh, from the store, which is always fun, uh, Pine Sol is giving them $250,000, too. So and well, it's going to a, a charity called Digital Undivided. Uh, that's right. I was trying to remember who that went to. programs for entrepreneurs of color. 
So they were giving sort of a flat donation to them and then they were giving them the proceeds yes. from these slipper and T-shirt and candle sales, right? That's right. That's right. And and I love programs like this. And here's, you know, one of the, you know what I like about this program and something that we always have, I was talking to someone about this the other day and I want to see if you folks agree with me on this is one of the things that I love about cause marketing is it's fun, okay? Yes. It's mm-hmm. not major gifts. It's not grants, Okay. Cause marketing is supposed to be interesting and fun. And this is a great example of that about someone having fun with a program that benefits a good cause. And one of the things that I would challenge people in 2021 is after such a horrible year in 2020, damn it, let's get back to some fun programs and making people laugh in 2021. The other thing too, and this always makes me angry. So it's like the flip side of what you were just saying that you love about it. Yeah. What makes me angry is when companies do that and they do something really fun and cute and they don't have a cause tie-in. I'm like, oh, that's such a missed opportunity. That would have been such a great thing to like give to small business or, you know, whoever. But yeah. Or they do have a cause tie-in, but they're not clear about the donation being made or what's triggered or something like that. And you're missing half the opportunity. Right. Don't even right. get don't even get me I know, I know that, that was dangerous. Well, no, the, the but problem I problem yeah, is too point. is when businesses sometimes do things that are too stunty, right? Too much like a stunt, people yeah. come back and say, Oh, that's slacktivism, blah, blah, blah. And in the sense, like, look, it's it's a big tent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause is a big tent. And you can there's a lot of things. And we should be engaging in serious, purposeful work. And there's a place for all those things. But you know what? It's just fun stuff too, yeah. right? I've always said, I'm the crazy uncle of cause. And that's what I want to see from my cause marketing partners. Crazy, fun, interesting I think that, things. Okay, are you coming to the member meetup? Yeah, that should be, yes. So you, that, you need to share that prediction for 2021 and just issue it as a challenge. By the time we air this, that member meetup will be over. So too bad for all of you who are listening and missed it. I'm sure it was awesome. But make sure you mention that, Joe, that that's, that's a good challenge for 2021. Yes. Like, 2020 yeah. was heavy. Like, let's have some fun in 2021. Absolutely. I love it. More fun stuff. I love it. All right, Allie, what, what else do you have that's fun? Okay, well, taking a, a segue from that one, not so much on the fun and creative side, maybe a little <laughs> bit more on the serious one, but also some gratitude. I think a lot of listeners have probably heard about this because it's a bigger name, but Starbucks. I'm curious mm. about both of your insight into this one because they're giving free coffee all month long to frontline responders, which As is- well kind of they a, should. Yeah, and it's it's an excess resource that they have, so there's not a lot of, like, additional things that they have to do or upfront cost. I mean, there's a cost associated with it, but it's not huge, like, developing an enormous campaign. They do also have other elements. They're contributing $100,000 to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, illness mm. to use for virtual mental health issues, which is so needed right now. And they're also giving out 50,000 Starbucks care packages and gift cards to frontline workers. So there are other elements to it, but I'd just love to hear your gut reaction to what they're doing. Yeah. I think this is awesome because I'm looking at the list of who they're giving to. Um, it's uh, anybody in a medical profession, mm-hmm. including like dental hygienist, therapist, psychologist, social worker, counselors, um, non-medical hospital personnel, janitorial housekeeping security, uh, emergency firefighter police, active duty, the military. I mean, that's pretty cool. I think I love that. 
What do you mm-hmm. think, Joe? Yeah, no, I think it's fun. And one of the things that I want to emphasize right now, too, is big businesses should be doing campaigns like this. They should be giving stuff away. They should yep. be engaging people because you know what? In many instances, big businesses are doing okay, even during the pandemic. I reported on something on my newsletter a couple of weeks ago that said that fast food places are seeing higher volume in sales than they did pre-pandemic. So it's no actually, you know, so- yeah, that's right. No one wants to cook. Everyone's can, sick of cooking. You know, <laughs> these people can survive, right, through the pandemic because they have resources, they have drive-throughs, mm-hmm. you know, they have a, an ability to, you know, a lot of other places don't do that. So, you know, one of the things I think there's a great onus on big businesses, large businesses right now to be doing things. And, you know, one of the things that you can count on, Allie, is that Starbucks is going to be doing something. Right. Yeah. Because they do great campaigns. They don't do multiple campaigns. If this was the only thing Starbucks was doing, I would say shame on them. But instead, because I know it's one of many things they're doing. Congratulations to them on a good job. The other thing that I want to point out about this campaign, and I'm glad that you brought this up, Ellie, is that right when the pandemic hit, there was a lot of this like you know, first responder this and, you know, that and they got free donuts and coffee as well. They should have. But that went away, you know, within the first couple of months, I would say maybe three months. So -hmm. it's kind of nice that they're bringing it back for the end of the year. Um, The other thing that I saw that I was going to bring up for you guys that is kind of along the same lines is that Domino's announced that um, more than 11,500 company owned store and supply chain hourly team members and drivers drivers will receive a special bonus in December, an investment totaling more than $9.6 million and eligible team members will earn up to $1,200 in bonus compensation, which I thought that was pretty awesome. I mean, there's this whole conversation about, you know, not only small business, but also livable wages and, you know, people that work at fast food places, you know, I mean, my kid works at a fast food place. I'm not talking about her, but like people that are actually trying to sustain a family or have an apartment or whatever, you know, these places don't tip typically always pay living wages. So, you know, these employee bonus, I think you're probably going to see some more of those in the next week or so. And hopefully, you know, hopefully that will become a thing where they can, you know, reward people for doing the hard work that they're doing, especially those businesses that are doing really well, to your point, Joe. Right. Mm -hmm. And And what's, go ahead, Joe. No, what the only thing I think I was going to say that I think is really important about this conversation, too. Do you see how much more too, even in the past couple of years, how much more we talk about causes as opposed to like specifically about nonprofits? Mm-hmm. And think about the plane now in terms of all the different things out there. You know, how does any organization stick out now? They have to do it through the cause, right? It has to resonate with people. There has to be, you know, there has to be some type of momentum around it. That's what gets people noticed. And I think that's the biggest message for nonprofits out there is that you're not the only cause in town anymore, right? And there are a lot of other causes there and they're getting to the front of the line because they're getting more exposure. They're doing a better job getting in front of people. And I hope that motivates nonprofits to work harder to get to the front of the line because just being a nonprofit isn't enough anymore. As you were talking, it got me thinking that when the pandemic first hit and those first few months afterwards, we were talking about hazard pay. People at grocery stores, other organizations that were dealing with the public on a day-to-day basis got hazard pay for a while, and then it went away. And so this, in some sense, reminds me of like, okay, it's the holidays, yes, and you're doing a tough job in a really challenging year. So that that was a connection that I made in my head. Love it. All right. Rapid round, because we're getting to the end. Who wants to go next? You got anybody else got anything else? Joe, you got something? 
Uh, let me see. Well, one of the things that I really liked is, and again, it goes back to that kind of attention economy that I was talking about. And this comes from CBS News. Uh, cousins go viral on TikTok for hot woman oh, videos yeah. of their Fresno shops, homeless customers. So what they, uh, 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 a pair of gas stations in the Fresno area, they get on TikTok and what they've done is they've interviewed their homeless um, customers when they come into the store and oh, what they've that. done is they've give them free things they're encouraging people to donate and what they've really done and Mark Horvath at invisiblepeople.tv does such a great job on this is he makes the plight of the homeless real right mm -hmm. and that's exactly what these two brothers are doing on TikTok uh, with their campaigns and it just goes to show like you know the power of a cause and the power of social media too and especially with something with TikTok because someone was mentioning this too it might have been Robert Rose and Joe Polizzi when I was listening to this week but they were talking about the algorithm of TikTok in that it doesn't prioritize follower count in any way it prioritizes right. what's good and what people are interested in. And um, people, I think, as they look to what social media they should be on and where they should be active in 2021, you know, TikTok may be a place to look at. And these two brothers are doing a great job, uh, you know, doing things for the homeless in the Fresno area. I would like to see the Joe Waters TikTok channel, please. Yes. It's going to be too. really meaningful to me in 2021. I am well, going to watch a day lily open from midnight until 8 a.m. It's either going to be that or you along. like scrubbing like a maniac, like in your that's bathtub right. or something. That's or something right, in right. the garden, perhaps. I oh see gardening Yeah, that's videos. what he was saying. Like the lily right. opening up. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Allie, there is, um, there is new gardening day in May. Oh, no. So, Hard I mean, pass. Oh, we, nobody wants to see that. TikTok. Nobody wants I mean, to I could, see that. I could do, you know, a good weeding day, I think would be good for that, you know? Nobody wants to see that. Pretty sure uh, there's some some sort of setting on TikTok that would prevent, thankfully, the world from seeing that lovely uh, idea that you just had, Joe. All right, Allie, what's your last one? Um, this, I think, is actually one I stole from your newsletter, Joe. I am much newer to this whole space than you... Megan or Joe. So I'm kind of curious about your thoughts, but I feel like the beauty space has not been one that's mm. really embraced cost marketing to the same level as a lot of other companies and brands. And this year there was an article from Glossy that talks about a variety of different beauty companies that are embracing it either for the first time, like Wander Beauty is incorporating a char charitable gift component into its annual holiday campaign. Innersense Organic Beauty is as well. And a lot of them are going towards organizations like Feeding America or the FarmLink Project. But I, I thought it was interesting that cause seems to have started in these, like the Patagonias, the REIs, and really branched out into a variety of different brands where it's across the board important. Right. You know, it's it definitely, I think the beauty space is so ginormous that it's really easy to miss some of the cause components that kind of come into play. Mm -hmm. um, but like, for example, Avon's had a really, really long history with cause marketing. Mm. Uh, Mac Viva Glam has done some incredible oh, things. Um, they've, they won a Halo Award recently. So there's definitely been little things here and there. The mm -hmm. things, I mean, and then you have the whole kind of sub segment of beauty brands that Ali, you are probably familiar with. 
Joe, maybe not as much. Um, kind of that clean cosmetics piece oh, yeah. where like, like trying pure. to get horrible chemicals out of, chem- you know, out of mm-hmm. your cosmetics and the fact that the United States permits like hundreds of them to be included, whereas Europe includes, you know, allows like 10 to be included. Like it's, I don't understand why the beauty industry does not take that on like as a whole. Um, but there's definitely like a little subset there. But, you know, and then there, and then you've got like, this is probably up your alley too. Like, ah, uh-huh. it's up Allie's alley. Um, the whole, you know, no animal testing, like yep. Lush Cosmetics has actually done a lot um, mm, in Lush the cause is, space. Lush is a great example. And then yeah, if you're talking not, about Lush, and, you're talking about packaging as well and less plastic and yep, the whole, yep. whole so there, there's a lot of stuff there, I guess. There have been some... Um, there have been some really remarkable campaigns over the years, but again, the beauty space is so huge that I could mm-hmm. see how it would be easy to miss. And it's, I definitely want to read this article that you shared. Mm. Um, I, I think it's, what do you guys think? I think it's a little bit weird for a beauty brand to be partnering with like a food charity. There's though. I mean, maybe right now you can is. get away with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe right now you can get away with it, but I don't know. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't well, seem like I think those too, two. Add up. You know, a lot of things in the beauty uh, space, uh, luxury items, right? And yeah. you know, yeah. maybe there's that sense too that maybe people going into the shopping season, especially people, feel a little guilty about maybe buying things for themselves because of the pandemic and cutbacks uh, and stuff like point. that. So maybe they're saying, "Hey, but you can buy this thing and it supports a good cause, right?" So yeah. that mm-hmm. you know, it assuages uh, some guilt. Yeah, totally I agree. Different. Way to think about it. All right. It. My last one is the Aflac. Did you see the Aflac holiday duck this year? Mm-mm. He's no. so cute this year. He's wearing little red pajamas and like a little <laughs> red hat. He's so cute. So they sell these holiday plushes every year. Um, just the plushes themselves have raised $3.4 million for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which is pretty amazing. Um, the one thing that I don't like about it, it's Marie Osmond is in this video. And she says 100% of proceeds. Like, that's mm. my least favorite language ever. Especially because yeah. they've donated so much money. $3.4 million just through the plush is nothing to, you yeah. know, sneeze at. So, anyway. But, well, maybe that'll be our show note header image. Is the cute little ducky in his little red pajamas. I like that. I like it. All right. On that note, you guys, we are way over time, but this was so, 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 so fun. And we're going to have a million links in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. Joe, where can people find you online if they would like to do that? Oh, um, they can find me at selfishgiving.com, of course. Sign up for my newsletter. And you can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. You know, just a final note for a major plug for Joe's newsletter, because it is chock full of goodness every single week. It comes out usually on Wednesday. Is that right? Yes. Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. And Allie and I steal shamelessly from it oh, yeah. at all times to talk on the Cosmic Radio podcast. So we'll put links to uh, Joe's newsletter as well in the show notes. But thank you so much, Joe and Allie. This and was super you. fun. Thank you. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, all the things, and we'll look forward to connecting in 2021.